Thankfully, it is the last weekend, hopefully ever, of severe COVID restrictions ahead of an easing of measures on Monday. But there were some interesting comments out of the Department of Health briefing yesterday. I'm going to be joined in a moment by Dr. Ray Wally, who was at that briefing. But first, here's what the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Holohan, had to say about the selling of antigen tests in supermarkets. We strongly advise people don't buy these and use them. And supermarkets are free to sell what they sell, and I have no real comment to make on that. It's it's about what people do and and the buying of them. I'm concerned about a situation whereby people are genuinely confused about antigen tests. A lot has been spoken of them. A lot of claims have been made about antigen tests and what they might be able to enable and facilitate. And we think antigen testing has a role to play in the response to the pandemic, but in strictly controlled uh, circumstances where we know that the test is going to work, we understand what the result means, and that its performance is not going to lead to the performance of the test now. It's not going to lead to individuals getting inappropriate reassurance, feeling that they're safe when they're not, undertaking activities they shouldn't be, and then putting other people at risk. And we're really concerned about that. That was the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Holohan, speaking at the Department of Health briefing yesterday. Dr. Ray Wally, member of the GP Expert Advisory Group on COVID-19, joins me now on the line. Ray, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Susan. Um, Ray, you would be of the same view as Dr. Tony Holohan in relation to the antigen testing. Um, Tell us what your experience of them has been. Uh, well, there's something which have only thrown up in the last number of weeks, last number of months, um, whereby uh, periodically you would uh, engage with a patient who is symptomatic uh, and they would mention the fact that um, their their antigen test was negative. Um, now, antigen tests are uh, have got a higher false positivity and a higher false negativity rate. Uh, they're not as specific and as sensitive as a PCR test. And then, you know, the experience of some GPs in the conversations I've had is with those symptomatic people, uh, the tests have, uh, when the PCR test was done, they were positive. Uh, and the the, uh, the patients do take a little bit of time to more to, con- to uh, explain to them, uh, you know, it's important you go for the PCR test, especially since you're symptomatic. Uh, and the big concern is is with the patients that you're meeting that often there's a delay in contacting the GP. Uh, as a result of that, uh, they could have been infectious in that period. And as a result of that, more people could have been infected rather than, uh, you know, keep to the gold standard if you're symptomatic, isolate ring your GP, get the PCR test. Because mm, I guess the false reassurance might see somebody doing an activity that they may normally not have done and they might put other people at risk by doing that. Exactly. Uh, so like, you're, no test is 100% accurate, but at best, these tests are 50% accurate. Uh, now, it's not to say that they don't have their uses. Like certainly in the HSE Department Delt guidance what they're doing is they're using it in in acute hospital settings as part of outbreak responses uh, in the community supported by appropriate operational and clinical governance processes meaning very strict use it's not to say that they won't use them in the future but that is the guidance at the moment and i would echo what uh, the chief medical officer says Uh, i i certainly won't be buying sausages um, barbecue coals and uh, and an antigen test i will still stick with if i become symptomatic 
a PCR test. So people obviously our restrictions are easing on Monday so there may be people this weekend or next week who might be seeing people that they haven't seen in a, in a long while and you know somebody in that frame of mind might think to themselves okay I'll get an antigen test I'll buy one you can buy them relatively cheaply and it'll give me that sort of sense of security before I maybe go and see people that I haven't seen in a long while but I suppose the message is is that you know, to, to still watch out for if anyone has any symptoms, not to do that if you have any symptoms. Oh, definitely. It shouldn't be part of the package in part in regard to your meeting. You know, the greater majority of people should be meeting outdoors and practicing the same uh, advice, which is uh, socially distance. Uh, if in an indoor setting, uh, you need to be looking at the time you're meeting people, although you, it's greatly advised that you don't be meeting if you're, you know, sort of these people are not part of your immediate uh, uh, group of people. Uh, but basically, socially distancing, wearing a mask, pro- practicing proper hygiene measures. Um, as I said there, uh, Ray, hopefully this is the last weekend of such severe restrictions ahead of an easing of them on Monday. Um, there was a warning as well at the briefing yesterday about case numbers rising in some counties, not just Donegal, uh, Dare mentioned Dublin, also Cavan and Roscommon. Uh, what are you seeing from the GP side of things at the moment? Uh, that people are making the, the same mistakes that they did before. Uh, like there was a downward trend in numbers overall, uh, but that has stalled overall as well. Uh, in fact, testing has been up you know, week on week this week compared to last week. Testing is up. Um, but it is the same mistakes being made whereby people are uh, you know, going to work symptomatic or meeting people symptomatic or you might have a child who is visiting another household outside of their direct family and a child then later on becomes symptomatic and effectively three households or two households then are awaiting tests and and being concerned so it's the same mistakes we've made before what we need to do is reinforcing especially with uh, measures changing on the 10th of may with the opening up mm. of society uh, we need we all want a meaningful summer we want to be able to meet up we want to be able to enjoy ourselves but that is all within our own hands it's a matter of doing the basics well yeah uh, a warning as well for leaving cert students um yesterday advised you know to keep their contacts very very small at the minute just to make sure that they get in and get the exams done obviously if they were sick or a close contact that wouldn't be possible i did want a quick word with you about vaccines ray um hearing yesterday that up to 50% of the vaccines delivered to date have been done by gps which is a huge achievement um we're coming close now to the next phase of the vaccine rollout people are starting to wonder what the third quarter will look like you know when we get down to the 40 year olds and 30 year olds I suppose what are like are GPs fully on board with what part you're going to play in that rollout or have you got kind of full insight into that yet well on the second week of July we will have complete completed over 70s we'll have completed cohort four cohort four are the high high risk patients which include um people with high blood sugars uh, people with high body mass indexes and another group of people. And then cohort seven, we should have completed. And they will be people who've got a lot of chronic medical conditions. Now, 1,100 practices of twelve of 1,300 signed up to that. And that will be completed the second week in July. Subsequent to this, um, some practices may feel that the burden of this has been too much. So they won't necessarily be registering with that. But what they will be uh, sort of asked to do is provide lists to the HSE to indicate um, to the HSE those patients who will require further vaccinating. Uh, the 
it remains to be seen what proportion of GPs will engage. We expect the majority of GPs certainly have asked to continue uh, that they be allowed to engage. Uh, and as a result of that, we will see general practice still carrying a big burden of the vaccination. Now, the difference will be from that point onwards, we will be working down according to age groups. Uh, however, medical ailments, chronic medical ailments, if we've missed out on somebody, will take precedence over that. Uh, but my advice to anybody is, as the age cohort reaches your own age, you register with the portal for the HSE as such that you're not relying on your GP to get to you. You're relying predominantly mm. on the HSE portal, please. Okay, um, just finally, actually, Ray, um, when we're talking there about vaccines, we know the vaccine bonus, the vaccine dividend, it comes into effect on Monday, obviously, meaning that people who have been fully vaccinated, you know, can open themselves up in a greater way than other people. Um it strikes me that, uh, you know, it's obviously quite prescriptive, um, the rules around this in terms of what vaccine you've had, how many weeks past having your first dose or your second dose. From a GP point of view, would you be concerned maybe that the message will get lost a little bit in who should be doing what and when and that you might see the impact of that? Pardon me. Certainly it is complex. and I would be advising family, supporting their grandparents, supporting their parents, Go on the HSE website. It is a complex message. It will appear in the newspapers in the, in the last few days and the next few days. And it will be obviously mentioned on many media sources, including yourself. It is complex. I, you know, so if you basically are you know, in a setting where you're uncomfortable with the setting, leave. If you're not comfortable with it, it means it shouldn't. The setting is not good. If you are with fully vaccinated people, the advice is that fully vaccinated people can visit other fully vaccinated asymptomatic people from one other household in a household setting without wearing masks or physically distancing. Fully vaccinated persons should not visit a household setting where there are unvaccinated persons present. But it is very complex in regard to this. What we want to do is that people start having a meaningful life. But we need to be aware. We need to be certainly seeing what's happening around the world. There are variants. We need to be cognizant of this. The vaccine gives us an extra feeling of protection, an extra ability to feel protected. But we need to do and continue to do and practice the basics, which is ventilation of areas where you are, washing your hands, wearing a mask where appropriate and doing as many of those meetings if possible outdoors. Okay, Dr. Ray Wally, member of the GP Expert Advisory Group on COVID-19. Thank you for your time this morning. I'm also joined on the line by Anne Dempsey, who's Communications Manager with Third Age. Anne, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Susan. So we're talking about the vaccine bonus there that comes into effect on Monday. Uh, It does mean hugs are back on the cards for people who've been vaccinated. Um, There was an awful lot said in the briefing yesterday by Dr. Tony Holohan and in relation to the price older people have paid over the past year. He pointed out, you know, that they have shouldered um, such a huge burden. So so this is this is good news and a good time for people in that group. They must be relieved. Absolutely, Susan. We're senior line and we're Ireland's national telephone service for older people. And we have journeyed that word with older people for these 15 months now, right through from the huge shock at the beginning to people getting very worried, very anxious, very alone, very insecure, all of that. And now, as you say, things are opening up and people again are going to be able to have contact. And the whole grandchildren thing has been absolutely huge as you can imagine uh, even though our callers would be people on their own and sometimes they don't have family uh, 
an awful lot of our callers do have our grandparents. And it's been a huge, that sense of touch, the need for touch, we've been denied that for so long. And so many of our callers have really mourned that and missed that. And an awful lot of people, you know, at that age, that is the most, the, that becomes the most important thing in their life, their parents, their grandparents, and these close family relationships are vital. Mm. So that hasn't been happening and we are going to be entering into happier times. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of excitement around this weekend in relation to that. But it strikes me that there's probably a lot of anxiety as well, because as hard as the past 15 months have been, you sort of get used to, I hate that phrase, the new normal, but people do kind of maybe get settled into their bubble or seeing very few people. So I'm wondering, have you, has it been reported to you that people are quite anxious maybe or a little bit iffy about what the next couple of weeks will bring? Hugely. We have a huge, I mean, I'm talking about happiness and joy and looking forward to, but there's been a huge range of issues. And one of the things we have noticed quite quickly, actually, Susan, is how quickly people can become institutionalised and home is a safe place. So out of home is unsafe. So even though a lot of people are very relieved and very delighted, there's there's an awful lot of people really very worried and almost not believing that this is okay now. So how can suddenly be okay? Now, I suppose to counterpoint that, People who have been vaccined, and and a lot of our older callers have had both vaccinations, um, have a great sense of relief and security. But our younger callers, people in their 60s and downwards, they're coming through the whole system now, and they still have to be very, very careful. And, And as I say, there's a range of issues from delight to worry to anxiety, and sadly still a lot of kind of hopelessness and anxiety, and when will this end, and... It's it's constituted an awful lot in older people's eyes. And if some people have said to us, look, we haven't got all the time in the world now. A year is, is so precious to us at our stage. So we've had a huge range of emotions on, on the phone line. Susan. Yeah. And, and as I said to, you know, as we spoke to Ray about there, you know, <clears throat> it strikes me that, there, you know, the rules are quite prescriptive um, and there may be people who are a little bit confused about them. And I know you say your older, older cohort will probably have had both of their vaccines. It's quite simple yes. then when, when you're in that group. But if you're in your 60s and you've had one vaccine and then what what was it? You know, there's different rules. I might just run through here. But like Ray said, this will be in the newspapers. It'll be on the media. You can find it on the HSE's website. But it is four weeks after their first dose of AstraZeneca, two weeks after the one-shot J&J vaccine, two weeks after the second dose of Moderna, one week after the second dose of Pfizer, or if you've had a PCR-confirmed case of COVID in the past six months. So, you know, it's, it, it is kind of, there's a lot of rules there, I guess. So I, I can totally understand how people might feel a little bit uncertain. Would Would you be advising maybe when it comes to the grandparents and grandchildren thing, would you be advising that maybe, you know, uh, parents kind of help their parents with this? So, you know, maybe kind of explain it to people if they're not 100% sure or give them that reassurance or also very importantly, not to push it if people do want to maybe stay in their bubble for a bit longer. It's the latter point, Susan. I mean, we don't tell callers what to do at all, though we do support callers and what they feel they want to do within all the right guidelines. And, you know, so the callers retain the power and the autonomy. Mm. One of the things, 
just starting at the beginning, you know, seeing somebody from one household. Some of the situation is that if you're a grandparent and you have children, who, which household do you see first? What's the pecking order? We've had those kind of conversations. Like if I see him, would she be annoyed? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so that's, they're the inter-family situations. With regard to those safe periods to elapse before you can kind of see people openly again, we would be just working with people's own common sense around caution and rather than remembering loads of dates and uh, not I know that not loads of dates but four weeks down to one week a lot of people you know a lot of our older people have had the um the the, the first vaccine and the information they got you're free and clear within 12 to 14 days and that has been the watchword two weeks for them now it's changing now and a lot of our older callers who phone us they're fairly clear enough about what they can do because it's so pertinent it's so close to our own survival we remember those things quite well you know and when you talk about advising younger um parents about their grandparents you know we we don't actually feel the need to do that a lot of our callers are fairly clear and also Senior Line is part of the HSE Vaccine Community Network. We're authorised to kind of know, give accurate information. So we can have very clear conversations with our callers if we need to. But it's, it's, it's less than that. It's more about, you know, I'm going to take my time now. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go shopping tomorrow. And it's, 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 the world is opening up and there's great joy about that. And it seems to be fine. Yeah, and no harm in taking it day by day and step by step, I guess. Exactly. Um, Take and your time about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no rush. Um, and MC Communications Manager with Third Age, thanks so much for being with us this morning. I'm sure there will be some absolutely incredible reunions taking place um, next week. It's going to be great for people just to get back to some sense of normality. But Anne Dempsey there from Third Age, thanks you for joining us on News Talk Breakfast.